and welcome. That's it. 400. Jesus. 418 of the Pittsburgh Nerds. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says. Listen, but a year goes by. Not a year that I don't hear about some escalator accident involving some bastard kid, which could have been <laughs> easily avoided had some parent, I don't care which one, but some parent conditioned him to fear and respect that escalator. Truth. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Yeah. Uh, how are you, sir? Well, a little tired today. Yeah. You're helping working. someone move. Yeah, helping someone. That's the worst. Oh. I said, if I ever move again, I'm just fucking paying. <laughs> I'll save up the money and fucking pay for somebody to just do that shit for me. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. Let the professionals handle it. <laughs> right. <sighs> the yeah. worst. The worst. The worst part about that is, like, in my younger days, it was like, you know, you help somebody move, you help somebody move. That's fine. But like it's like, hey, um, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a, a beer and pizza. Like, you want eight hours of manual labor out of me, and you're gonna feed me? Right. <laughs> you know what the fuck? <laughs> right. There I was, like beer and pizza. I'm there, you know. But now, you know, hey, I'll give you a beer and pizza. Yeah, uh, I need at least fifteen dollars an hour. <laughs> you know? I'm not interested. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, you know, I'm tapped it. <laughs> I'm tapping out on the movie. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm almost fifty. I'm overweight. My knees are shot. I'm tapping out. Unless, of course, you're gonna give me fifteen dollars an hour. <laughs> it's a younger man's game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I figured out when I moved into this house. I was like, "Fuck, I am old." <laughs> you must die moving in Oh, I did. I did. You, you, the day you helped me out, like the one day I, I asked for help, and you, you, you and the kids and Jim came. Like you looked at me like you were not well. <laughs> I think I told you to go sit down. Yeah, you're like, you know, we'll handle this. You can stop. I'm like, no, no, no. I got, I got, I got to help. I got to help. I got to do this. They're like, no, no. You are you peeing blood? <laughs> right. <laughs> you are hurting that day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my. So what else you been up to? You watching anything? I don't think I did. No. Uh, last thing I finished was that Jupiter show. Yeah. And I think that's it. Usually today's the day I kind of catch up on things or start something new or you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. 
But I don't think I watched anything all week. And we talked about I I watched Army of the Dead. Yeah. Did we talk about that? Yeah, we talked about it. I mean, I don't, when when we had talked last week, you hadn't finished it yet. Oh, I finished it. I yeah. thought so. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. What did you think of it overall? Uh, it was okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was good. It was good. Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it for what it was, you know. Huh? I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah. You know, like, I'm... It wasn't a masterpiece. It wasn't, you know, the greatest zombie movie ever made. Come on, Ahsoka. But, yeah, um, I thought it was... I mean, it was hard. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, ending was fine for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Uh, not much to really say about it. I mean... Yeah, I mean, we, we we kind of discussed it mostly last week, and I mean, you know, having you seen the ending, I mean, it's it is what it is. Yeah, you know, it was a good movie. It was a fun movie. You know, I don't think it was. And I and I thought something like that would happen. Yeah. Um. So that made sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm hearing all sorts of stuff like the like the whole time loop theory. And there was some I caught I caught a glimpse of one where apparently there were robots. Some of the zombies were robots somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But like there's like a, a hundred and one theories out there about like what what all that could mean. And, you know, you know, I, I know they're doing other things with it. I I, I think they were doing a, a movie about the guy who was the. uh the safe cracker. And wow. uh, I don't know, like some sort of prequel. And I know they were going to do an animated series based upon, like, I guess about whatever the initial mission was. Okay. That they went into Vegas for. Yeah. Um, that you kind of saw in the, in the credits, the opening credits. Yeah. So. I don't, you know, I'm sure Zack Schneider wants to do a sequel to it. You know, he clearly left it open for that. Right. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was, you know, yeah. it was a really good Netflix movie, which, yeah, I mean, you know, doesn't say much, but you know, what, what the hell? Um, I didn't watch anything either this week. I've been watching Stargate SG-1. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, up to season five. Yeah. I mean, it's been an ongoing, like, I mean, this has been, like, my thing I've been watching, like, during the week. Like, I'll, like, watch, like, three. When I get off work, I'll go downstairs, I'll watch, like, three episodes. And then, you know, uh-huh. go upstairs and, you know, do whatever. But, so that's, like, been my thing. Mm. And uh, like it was like I was I thought about watching something new this week, but there's nothing that really caught my interest. Yeah. How did the uh, barbecue go? Or 
barbecue. Nan- Nancy's birthday picnic or whatever. Oh, that's the end of that. Then the next month. Didn't she have people over to the house? No, not this week. No. Oh, I thought it was this week. No, no. The 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 the, the big birthday bash, the barbecue is uh June twenty sixth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you cooking? I am not. No. Um, <laughs> I'm not allowed anywhere near the grill. What? I I have no clue what I'm doing with a open flame. Really? Really? It's a shame. I mean, you know, you may want to revoke my man card for that, but like, I have no clue what to do around an open. Flame. I I'm sure I could figure it out, but yeah. like I like my my time as an adult, I've never owned a grill. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. You know, I always thought about getting one at the apartment, but I never did. Yeah. And, uh, you know, other than that, I really never had a, a, a place where I lived where I had a place for a grill. Okay. You know, so I just never got around to it. So, yeah. you know, that's, you know, 20 plus years of life that, you know, you should have mastered those grill skills. Well, I never did. <laughs> so. But Nancy cooks on the grill. She does a very good job with it. So. Yeah. I can't complain too much. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, so apparently that's, I guess her sister's going to be the one working the grill, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that at all. No? <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Like, it's an awful thing to say. Um, j- just because it's... it's. Um, I'm at a point <laughs> where I no longer like gatherings, I guess. Like, this is going to be okay. a big gathering, you know? Yeah. And it's just not my scene. I get it. Yeah. We can stay in your room the whole time. No, no, I'll be social. <laughs> I'll be out and about, you know. Go out there and be, you know. I mean, that that would be a dick move if I was like, you know, yeah, I'll be upstairs, you know. <laughs> I know. There's 40 people downstairs, and I'm like, yeah, uh, I'll be upstairs watching season nine of uh, Stargate SG1. Is that it? how many people was coming? I don't know how many people are coming. Where the fuck they get out of park? I, I think the the part part of it is like a lot of these people work at Target, so a lot of them like may come early and leave early and some people will come like after work you know like yeah, she, yeah, yeah. i guess she's expecting to kind of work in shifts which I, like makes sense but you know there's ample parking around the neighbor <laughs> you know what's that there's ample parking around the neighborhood yeah how many uh i can fit four cars in my front yard yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. But, uh... I mean, she she's looking for... I mean, this is what, you know, she we got the furniture for and, you know, cleaning up the yard and everything. This is what this is meant for, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> is Trace coming? I guess Tracy's coming, yeah. No, that's good. Mom and dad aren't 
the kids aren't, but Tracy is. Oh, okay. I was not convinced to get a plate and come to my bedroom and hang out with me. Watch TV <laughs> together. Uh, and these are going to be, do you know any of these people that are gone? Yeah, I know quite a few of them. Like, at least I've met them, you know. Yeah. Like, I don't know them, know them, for the most part. Yeah. It's people I've, I've met. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah. I plan on handing out just cards. Like, here, listen to my podcast. <laughs> All right. Nine o'clock, keep it down. That's when I start recording. Oh, it's on a Saturday? Yeah. Oh, man. Mm. Huh. All right. Yeah. Yes, I got that to look forward to in about a month. <laughs> think it's getting crazy. Hmm. You think it's gonna get crazy? No, I don't think it will. Okay. I think there'll be some people, who, you know, maybe overindulge. They'll crash yeah. here, you know. But I think for the most part, it'll be. I think for the most part, it's going to be like a situation where like most people come, spend an hour or two, and then leave. Yeah. You know, because like what, what we discovered is apparently, like. Somebody in Target, that's the same day of their graduation party. Okay. So the ex- now the expectation is a lot of people may not show up, or if they do, it's like, well, I'm coming to Nancy's and spend like one or two hours there, and I'm going to go to the graduation party spend one or two hours there. You know? Yeah, yeah. So that's why I don't think it's going to get crazy, crazy, because, I, you know, we... After she planned this, we found out about this graduation party afterwards. A lot of the same people will be intermingling. Right, right. Ah. Yeah. But in anticipation of that, yesterday we finally got around to cleaning out that uh, the dining room. Oh, did you? Yeah. I told you like a month ago, like I spent like two hours, just like two hours, and I knocked out a lot, a large portion of it, got a lot yeah. of shit taken care of, uh-huh. and um, you know, finally she was just like, well, we need to get it done, and I spent three hours yesterday just humping boxes down those steps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like... It had to have been at least 10 trips up and down those steps. I was like, oh, my knees are shot. <laughs> like we started at 2, and at 5 o'clock, I was like, I am done. I am tapping out. Yeah. Yeah. But we got the majority of it knocked out. There's, there's only uh-huh. there's very little left. But you can actually see the walls now. Nice. Yeah. So. What are you going to do with the cat? What are we going to do with what? All oh, the cat for the party? Yeah. Um, yeah. Sabine is probably going to have to go into uh, the office for the day. Yeah. 
you know, Soka and Driss will be fine, you know, because they're in my bedroom. But um, Sabine will probably have to be uh, confined to the office. Oh, really? Yeah. What I may do is I may confine, like, I may take down the gate and put her in this room Uh and close the door. Yeah, probably best idea. Yeah. Because, I mean, the food, the water, the litter is all in here already. And mm-hmm. the only thing I have to deal with is just, you three just need to fucking get along. <laughs> you know? And That's where the, you have it in your room. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, trust me, having a litter box in my bedroom isn't always the best thing. Nothing like being woken up at four in the morning and smelling shit. Like... Is that me? Oh, and then you hear that. You're like, oh, no, it's Ahsoka. Fuck. And even Dritz is like, <laughs> all offended. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, it's my life. Yeah. Yeah. Gaze at it. Be envious of it. This is my life. Why don't you put it in the other room? Because it dreads. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess. Trust me, I'd love to, like, you know, in my opinion, it should be in the office, but because it dreads. Yeah, right. Yeah. <clears throat> I see. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That, you know, blind man will a problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least he's using a litter box. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, he knows where it's at. He knows where to find it. Yeah. That That's, you know, he, he's got a line. That, like, you know, he, he knows where to get to the water. He knows where to get to the food. He knows where to get to the, the litter. He knows how to get back to where he hangs out on my bed. Yeah, yeah. You know. That's good. Yeah. All right. So what's going on? Boy, this show stinks so far, man. Yeah. Man. It's <laughs> late too. It, you're, <laughs> it's late. You're tired. <laughs> All right. So. Next well, first on, off. Next time on Cat Talk. Yeah. <laughs> well, for, I, first off, we should start with this. Did Did you see the big news? I can't remember if it came out this week or last week. Um, but apparently the great Henry Cavell will be taking on the role of the Highlander. Okay. The reboot's a full go, apparently, and this is the, uh, I mean, apparently he is very excited about this. I bet. <laughs> so he's, he's, writing, he's directing and writing and all that um, that, that I didn't catch. Okay. Um, but I mean, he. I, he I, first off, I mean, the thing that we've learned about Henry Cavell is he is a massive nerd. Right. And I mean that both in just you know figuratively <laughs> as, as well as physically. Yeah. Because the man's a massive man. But you know, he 
<laughs> he was honored to play Superman. He, you know, he pushed to play The Witcher. Right. Because he, he read the books and played the games. Mm. You know, um, he, he posted video of him building his own gaming computer. <laughs> like, people, I, I mean, and he's doing it, like, and this is the best part. Like, if you find, if you can find this video, <clears throat> he's, he's, he's building a gaming computer, and he's doing it in, like, a tank top. <laughs> you know, so he's just, like, rippling as he's, like, putting together circuit boards and shit. And you're just, like... I mean, it was nothing but a thirst trap video for both nerds and g- women. Like, I mean, they were all just like, oh, this is so hot. You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know? And and now, you know, he's going to play the Highlander. And he, he talked about, like, you know, how much he loves the original movie. Yeah. You know? And... I mean, let, let's face facts. It, you, know, you know, the movie where they got a Scotsman to play a Spaniard. Who was actually an Egyptian. And they got yes. a Frenchman to play a Scotsman. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Yeah, whatever works. Yeah. But, um. <laughs> yeah. Somehow it did. Yeah. That fucking movie is brilliant. <laughs> but, um. But at least he's a Scotsman. Right. You know. So there's a good start. But. Yeah. I, 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 I hate like, because I mean, it's like it's all right. It's Henry Cavell. He's going to be the Highlander. I can see this kind of working, but like, it's like that thing of like, man, I don't know if this movie should be rebooted. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but it's like, so out of date, maybe. Like every, it's not so much that it's so out of date. I mean, you could, you could, I could see how you could remake this into a modern movie. Yeah. It's just like. Everything that came after that original movie, for the most part, was trash. Oh, yeah, for real. Like, even the TV series, which people, like, talk about as, like, being really good, it's like, eh. Yeah. You know? Like, I I get where, like, you know, expanding the mythology was interesting and some of the other stuff that came out of that. But for the most part, man, it was a bad show. Right, right. You know, Adrian Paul was not that good. (laughs) <laughs> you know yeah. but like any movie that came after high the, the original highlander movie was such fucking garbage yeah it was i, I agree, agree. <laughs> so it makes me nervous like rebooting it and trying to you know redo this and, and you're getting a great actor at henry cavell don't get me wrong but man i just i have no faith at like my expectations are are like you know Dirt low. Right. What do you think? Yeah, I think it, it's, I share the same uh, low expectations, but it might be pretty good. I mean, like, I don't know. That's why I asked who's writing and who's directing and, you know, all that kind of shit. But, I mean, yeah, we'll see. I, I, I like the prospect. I think that the movie's old enough to where it can be redone. Because um, there's probably like, Probably, you know, there's probably not a lot of people that have seen it. Yeah, I, I think at this point, like, a, you know, the millennial generation yeah. are probably like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. And, shit out and, of here. You're right. And, you know, the series is old, too. So, I mean, yeah. like, it's not really, you know, it's not relevant is what I'm saying. Yeah. 
you know, so. We're, yeah, we're at the age where they're starting to redo movies and TV series. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we watched originally. Yeah. But, like, it's a, it is a, it's an odd thing of, like, I mean, I can see, I can see all the prospects. Like, you know, you want to make a franchise out of this, and you got a guy like Henry Cavell, who's, you know, you know, an A-list actor in my opinion, and a damn fine actor, you know, yeah. that. Um, and you know, I I could see where as a, a you know, a movie pr- making company, you'd be like, let's do this, you know, right. Um, but I just, it just like the history of the, the franchise overall is just so littered with dog Gosh. shit <laughs> that I, I, it makes me nervous. Um, what studios doing? Do you know that? Let me look and see. I, I wanted to say it was, oh my So let's see here. So and, and the Highlander, it's in pre-production. Um, all right, so the director is Chad Stalensky. Okay. Um, he directed John Wick. Oh, that's so, promising. Yeah. Um, as, as far as who the production company is, it's not giving me any information. Seriously, that's promising. Yeah. Strong Wick was good. Yeah, I mean that 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 makes me feel good. Yeah. He directed John Wick one, one, two, and three. He directed all yeah. three of them. So, um, I, I think, I mean, a movie like this, in all honesty, it's only going to be as good as whoever you get to play the mentor and the villain. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, who's your Obi-Wan Kenobi? You know, who's your, who's your Cregan? Cregan. Yeah, I wonder if he's gonna get to get beat Cregan. So, I mean that that's where I'm at. Like, I mean, I'm I'm very intrigued by this. You know, but my expectations are low and I want to see like, you know, who who's really like I mean, I think like the biggest boost of Thor Sean Connery's. Right. You know, because he he doesn't very very much steal that movie. Yeah, he does. It's it's supposed to be Christopher Lambert's movie, but he really steals it. Yeah. And um. Yeah, so I'm I'm interested to see who they get to fill those shoes. Wasn't in the TV series? Wasn't that a Scorpion song? Who did that? In the series, the theme song wasn't that a Scorpions? Was that the no, Scorpions? I, I thought they kept the, the Queen song, Princess oh, of the right. Universe. 
Yeah, you are. You, you're right. Yeah. yeah, you are. Yeah. Which is another thing. Like, like it, one of the things that makes that movie really fucking work is the soundtrack. Right. You know, so it's, that's going to be something that's going to be tough to replicate as well. Like, I mean, the story's there. It's just a good story, but, you know, the Queen soundtrack just puts that thing over the top. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I wonder what they're going to do. I don't know. I don't know. No, we got to pause. I got to get some caffeine. Okay. Or I'm going to. Yeah, I, I get you. I'm just going to. Okay. Yeah, much better. Good. <laughs> I had a couple Ooh. beers out. I was like, I think that's the worst mistake I can make right now. Yeah. All right. All right. So, um, and what is not really news, but for some reason, J.J. Abrams felt the need to talk about it. <laughs> he decided that things would have been better off if they had actually had a plan for all three movies in the Star Wars trilogy. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to be like, do you think? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I I know I'm going to eat shit, but, you know, as good as The Last Jedi is, and it's, it's it's an amazing movie, it doesn't fucking fit. Yeah. And because of that, I mean, that trilogy feels so off kilter between those two movies at the ending. Like, the final film is is so bad. Yeah. You know, and, like, here's J.J. Abrams not like, you know know what? We we probably should have had a plan. (laughs) Do you think? Like... Why didn't Disney have a plan? You know yeah. what I mean? He said, this is his quote, I've been involved in a number of projects that have been, in most cases, series that have ideas that begin the thing where you feel like you know where it's going to go and sometimes an actor who comes in, other times it's a relationship that, as written, doesn't quite work and things that you think are going to be just so well-received just crash and burn. And other things that you think like, oh, that's a small moment or that's a one episode character suddenly become a hugely important part of the story. I feel like what I've learned as a lesson a few times now, it's something that especially in this pandemic year, working with writers has become clear. The lesson is that you have to, to plan things as best you can. And you always need to be able to respond to the unexpected. And the unexpected can come in all sorts of forms. And I do think there's nothing more important than knowing where you're going. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. Now, is it, in the article I'm reading, you'll notice that Abrams never specifically mentioned Star Wars in this response. But this perspective may apply more to his work in television and blockbusters, especially since the small screen medium allows the audience perspective and reaction to more directly impact the direction of a story. Abrams continued to elaborate a bit more from benefiting our planning being being flexible. 
new states. There are projects that I've worked on where we had some ideas and we didn't and we hadn't worked them worked through them enough. Sometimes we had some ideas then we weren't allowed to do them the way we wanted to. I've had all sorts of situations where you plan things in a certain way and you suddenly find yourself doing something that's 180 degrees different. Then sometimes it really works and you feel like, wow, that really came together. And other times you think, oh my God, I can't believe this is where we are. And sometimes when it's not working out, it's because it's what you planned. But other times when it's not working out, it's because you didn't have a plan. And he also states, having a plan I've learned in most cases the hard way is the most critical thing. Because otherwise you don't know what you're setting up. You don't know what to emphasize. Because you don't know where the inevitable of the story what you don't know the inevitable of the story you're just as good as your last sequence or effect or joke or whatever but you want to lead to something inevitable well no duh yeah. storytelling 101 right right like i get it like especially from a television standpoint I mean, maybe even maybe even in movies you know, you can have a character on an episode, and that character lights things up. Yeah. Um, I think case in point would be like Castiel in, in Supernatural. Like, I don't think they meant for that character to be around as long, you know. Right. As part of the team, I think I, 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 I asked it was meant to go away, but like the fans became so enthralled with that character that they made it a, a part, a major part of the show. Yeah. And I, I, I think you see, you know, so you see shit like that all the time in television. And I think you can see it sometimes in, in movies as well. Like a, you could, you know, a character who's only meant like in a franchise, like Joe Pesci's character. Yeah. In uh, in uh, in Lethal Weapon. Like, you know, I'm sure that character wasn't meant to be. But, like, fans loved that character. And so, like, anytime they did a sequel, they had to bring that character back. Right, right. You know. So, I, I guess it's one of those <clears throat> those things where, like, you know, you, you have to kind of react to things in a way. But, like, I guess clear with the Star Wars franchise, there was no direction. They had no idea what the fuck they wanted to do. Yeah. Like, and I mean, that's a failing of Kathleen Kennedy, in my opinion, but it's also a failing of like, I think Disney and Lucasfilm for not securing J.J. Abrams for three movies. Right. And I think it's their their fault for, for saying to Ryan Johnson, we love your idea. Go ahead and do it. Like it's, right. again, as much as I love that movie, and it is it is really fucking good. Like it just doesn't fit into this trilogy. Yeah. And it screws up the development of characters. Yeah, completely. You know, like, I mean, it, it it doesn't. Like I, I like the ideas that Ryan Johnson had, and I, I wish they had said to Ryan Johnson, "We really want to work with you. 
we're going to give you a trilogy of movies. You can create your own characters, do whatever the fuck you want, but you have to fit in with you know what we're doing, and let J.J. Abrams do his his sequel trilogy. Right. But they, like they, what they needed to do was just throw a you know a Brinks truck worth of money at J.J. Abrams, right. and say do all three movies. Right. <clears throat> and instead they didn't, and you get. The Rise of Skywalker, which is so fucking bad. <laughs> I mean, it is. It, it's you could just tell it's it's like this hodgepodge of pieces they kind of tried to put together to kind of make things work. Well, they almost had to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because episode two doesn't fit with episode one, and episode. Th- Two doesn't fit with episode three. And episode three really doesn't fit with episode one anymore because of how much they had to change it because of episode two. Yeah, I would like to see the original direction. You know, not original direction, but I would like to see how it would be if everything fit together. You know what I mean? Right. Because, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. You, you go from this reveal, that, you know, well, you know, Ray's parents were were drunks. She's nobody. So, oh no, no, no. Her father was the clone of Palpatine. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? You know. <laughs> I, I I think I still say and one of my biggest disappointments. And the whole thing was there was no Knights of Ren. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, I mean, they just kept saying Knights of Ren, Knights of Ren, Knights of Ren. And it's like, not okay. Yeah. Well, Ryan Johnson's blowing off of the Knights of Ren hurts that. You're yeah. right. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And, and, and J.J. shoehorns them back into episode three as like the worst fucking grunge band ever. Oh, yeah. Okay, you get a battle axe and you get a spear and you're just going to run around looking tough. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. It is one of the, it was, it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. I was so disappointed. I mean, I thought finally I'd get some kind of redemption in the next five minutes and all I got was let down. So anyway, yeah, it was just a big, big old letdown. Yeah, it was a big letdown. It was, uh, I mean, it's just, it's, I mean, I think that's overall, like, the, the, like, J.J. Abrams says that his original plan was that Ray was a Palpatine, that Palpatine was eventually going to be the, the big bad. And so he kind of shoehorns this all into the third movie. That was his initial plan anyway. Like, but why didn't you just have like what? Why wasn't this all written down for Lucasfilm? Right. You know. <clears throat> yeah. And I, I, you know. And I, and I think the biggest problem is, unlike Marvel, they didn't have 
somebody who 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 ran a show like that. Right. Now they do. They've 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 basically um anointed Dave Filoni the 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 chief creative officer or something. Like, and I hopefully what that does is that bypasses that horrific Star Wars story group headed by Pablo Hidalgo. Yeah. Who like you know greenlight that that shit essentially. Yeah. I don't know. That was <laughs> just so bad. It's just it's it's frustrating it had because good elements there though. Yeah. But I don't know. Like the whole the whole thing with the 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 Jedi and the Sith, like I, I like that concept at the end. Yeah. You know, I like that whole thing of, of Ray calling to the Jedi and them answering and, you know, the voices. And uh, that was that was a really cool moment, I thought. Yeah. You know, and even like the whole the whole concept of, you know, all the Sith live through me. Like, that was kind of a neat idea, too. Like, I, I, I dug those ideas, mm-hmm. you know, but. Like you just and, it, and it had good visuals too. Yeah, I mean, visually, it, it looked pretty good. I thought. I did. I, I loved. <clears throat> I think one of my favorite parts is when the emperor is telling Kylo, "Now you have a fleet." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and there's, you see this rise of, of like, fucking the final order. Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, oh, equipped with, you know, the most powerful destruction. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is badass. You know what I mean? This is like, yeah. yeah then you never saw him again <laughs> until they got blown up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, it, it was it was frustrating. And then you hear like JJ Abrams come out and kind of like say like, "Yeah, we should have a plan." It's just like, <laughs> really, buddy? Salt in the wound, brother. Yeah, I mean, come on. We were screaming that you had a plan, that you didn't have a plan. Yeah. <laughs> we thought it was really fucking apparent. It just didn't make a lot of sense. Unfortunately, I, I think what hurts, what what hurts the most is like we talked about it. Then, like between the two movies, of like how they're gonna make this shit work. Yeah. You know, like how how do you how do you conjoin and and finalize all three of these movies? Right. And it just didn't work. <laughs> yeah. And on top of everything else, like the one, the thing that drives me nuts the most, the most about that fucking movie. And I was telling Nancy this, and she laughed at me. Hyperspace skipping. Yeah. Han Solo has like a a monologue about how important it is to have precise coordinates when jumping in the hyperspace. So right. you don't like, you know, 
end up coming out of hyperspace in the middle of a star. Yeah. You know, this this is in, important. You have to have precise coordinates. And there's fucking um fucking Poe Dameron just like fucking jamming that thing like like it's an accelerator. Like let's jump and pull out. Jump and pull out. Like you you're not putting in coordinates? Han Silla says it's really fucking important. You're just right. jumping jump? Oh no, you can't do that. And there he is just <laughs> I was so pissed about that. Which is especially important to know because you know what robots inside the Falcon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, it's like of the utmost importance. Yeah. It kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. Like, George Lucas set down the rules of hyperspace. Right. You know, and like... You just pissed all over those rules just like for a cool sequence. Correct. And it was like it was like added that the Millennium Falcon is equipped with star charts and everything else. Right. Coordinates and that's why it's basically, you know, one of the best smuggling ships there is. Right. Do you know what I mean? But it just didn't make all you know. I mean, it would be the equi- it would be the equivalent of like making a George Romero zombie movie, but when you shot the zombies in the head, nothing happened. Right. Like it's like you've the rules of the universe were established, and now you're taking those rules and throwing them out the window. Right. You know. So I, I just want to get that out. Of, that just annoyed the fuck out of me to no end. Right. <clears throat> so. There were problems with the second movie too, though. Well, I mean, don't give, yeah, the, the the whole thing with Finn and Rose, their their <laughs> goose chase to the, the casino planet. Yeah, I didn't appreciate the snail race either. That kind of that kind of got on my nerves after a while. That didn't bother me as much. Like it made sense. Uh, I don't know why it just bothered me. Like once I, I it the, the 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 slow police chase doesn't bother me as much just because I get that. I, I you know and it, it, it helped build drama and you know, leading to you know, going to the planet and yeah, you know, everything that happened there. You know, I mean that part of it makes sense to me. Like I I get where it can be annoying, but at the same time it, it like I got where what they did with that. Uh-huh. Like the only thing that bothers me about that movie is the whole Finn and Rose to the casino planet, and like I mean, th- they accomplished nothing. You mean the Princess Leia slash Jason X part didn't bother you? <laughs> well, <laughs> Ma- Mar- Mary Poppins Leia was was bad. <laughs> What's bad? <laughs> but I forgive that. Well, that's because you get to the hyperspace moment through. Yeah. Which was probably one of the best things I've seen visually on screen. And and audibly. Ever. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, so like, I mean, it's like you, yeah, you get Mary Poppins Leia, and I forgive that. Yeah. Because I, I just, 
I do. But like I mean, like the Finn Rose story, going to the casino planet, find finding the, the hacker, getting on board the ship. It was all for nothing. Nothing came of that. Yeah, nothing. Like the only thing that happened in that in that the only thing you can take away from that storyline is at the end, you know, you had a halfway decent fight fight between Finn and Phasma, and, and Phasma goes at Boba Fett style. Right. Yes, Boba Fett style. Yeah. So. Which is like. Mm, yeah, but the, I didn't appreciate the armor off the face moment. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it was a decent fight. But I mean, like that, that storyline accomplished nothing. Like I, said, I said it before, and I'll say it again. It's like somebody reminded Ryan Johnson, "Well, you have these this character Finn, you got to do something with." Right. Because he gave Poe something to do, he, he he gave Ray something to do, and it's like, what 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 about him? Oh, right. And, and then you built him up. That there, but yeah, in the guy first was movie. Yeah, like he was a main player, and he went to like. But by the time you get to Rise of Skywalker, he, he like he's a bit player. Yeah. Yeah, he, he is a bit player. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And I so, I wanted. What's that? It's it's sinful. Yeah, because I mean, like, it is. It, it went against everything that like you really write stories about them, right? Right. I mean, like, your character's setup and development was all done or trying to be done in that first movie. Yeah. At least for the most part, right? Introduction, a yeah. little bit of development, what's going on here. And then, like, I don't know, they just kind of went by the wayside. I mean, I thought Poe's part was big, but I thought it could have been better as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? I liked Poe Dameron. I liked that character. I wish I'd have seen him more in battle. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, flying, not just kind of sub-flying. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. showing off a little bit. This guy's supposed to be the best pilot in the galaxy. You know what yeah. I mean? Let's see it. Yeah. And we only got kind of taste of that. Yeah. So that was kind of disappointing as well. I didn't think they ever developed the characters really that well at all. No, they didn't. <laughs> they they really didn't. I mean, and, and again, it's the flaw of not having a plan. Right. Yeah, I, I you know, even uh, Ridley's character, I, I felt that her character development was kind of like all over the place. Well, it was because you you, you established the character in one, in 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 seven right. as one thing. In eight, she becomes something completely different, and in nine, she's something even different from the first two. Right. You know, so like it was like there was no development because whoever was writing for her was adjusting her to what to fit their need. Right, and there was just you never saw any growth. Yeah. It's like with with Luke, you saw growth. 
You know what yeah. I mean? Through three movies, you saw, you know, growth between those three movies. Yeah. And this one was, she was just all over the page. Yeah. And and I kind of wanted to, I expected to see growth in uh, Finn as well. Yeah. And they played upon that. That's why it was so hard hitting in that first one. Once a stormtrooper, now defected. This is all he knows. He's just yeah. a number. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like that, you expected that same type of growth. I thought that I, I actually, but I thought between the second and third movie is they would grow together. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because they were both kind of. I mean, they really didn't know who they were, right? No, right. They, I mean, it was sort of like the same storyline. I mean, you saw the beginnings of a good story. Yeah. It just never became a good story. Right. <laughs> Unfortunately. And you can throw as many Harrison Fords in as you want. It's not going to save the movie. Right. You know what I mean? And I, right. Don't get me wrong. The Harrison Ford moment was great. But... You just can't keep doing shit like that to save the movie. Right. I mean, like, even, like, the, the <clears throat> p- part of, you know, episode eight is the development of the relationship between Finn and Rose. Right. And when you get to episode nine, that's, like, she's on screen for, like, a total of, like, three minutes. Yeah. Like, she went from being a very important character. To doing the to, walk of shame. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like, <laughs> one yeah, shoes off. Yeah, I, I, it was a sinful, <laughs> you, like, like, just like, like, like JJ was like, I, I have no idea what the fuck to do with this character, right? You know, and so like, he completely, like, uh, at least like Ryan Johnson was like, Finn, fuck, it's right, I gotta write something for Finn. I mean, and he created something like JJ was like, I don't, I don't know to do with this character, shoot, you know. Well, we had to give her three days of shooting time. Okay, <laughs> I can do that. Right, <laughs> you know, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just a shame because and JJ has some good moments, but and Johnson had some good moments too. But oh yeah, just never. Just never got there, unfortunately. Like I like Ryan Johnson's interpretation of the Force, like what what he felt the Force was, what he felt the Jedi was, what he felt the Sith. Was. Like I liked Ryan Johnson's ideas and would love to see them explored. Yeah. Like as far as like how the Force works and what the Force is, and like I I I I I think that's what I like most about that movie is how he was interpreting like even like i mean I, and i know like you know otter is like you know not my luke but like i i like it luke became this jaded the force is awful the jedi were awful person like you know and go going off and hermitizing himself like i like that i did like that but i think when he came back to it I I just don't see Luke Skywalker. Going out like that. I get that. I mean, you want him to go out. 
And way. it's not that just because I want to, I just felt that the character would do that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just felt that I, 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 I truly do. I, <sighs> I mean, even the last shot where he's he's watching the suns, right? Yeah. You know, and I and I get that, but at the same time, it's like. I respect the visual, but he's not that guy anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, he's rounding the bases too. And I felt that he should have became him again, like a redemption factor, something to turn the tide, to connect with the force again, which he did, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, ultimately what you like, and again, this like one of those little nitpicky things that annoys the shit out of me. Like, why didn't he just pull Red Five out of the water and save everybody? Yeah, because Ray did it. Right. You know, like really, like Luke kind of made it clear that like the, that he he sunk his X wing for a reason. <laughs> you know. Right. 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 It's been sitting in the water for a few years. I don't think that thing's going to start. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's kind of dead in the water there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just figured. I, I, I think I just wanted Luke to come back in a big way, and I wanted him to die in a big way. You know what I mean? Not the... I, I really didn't want him to die like the... Dolly Lama on the top of the mountain. I just well, I mean, expected I expected more from that. I mean, what you wanted to see was what we got in the Mandalorian. You wanted to see him in the black, the black suit, the black cloak, the green lightsaber, yeah. coming in and being a badass again. I did. Yeah. And I felt that it was needed. I mean, you got to think how long it's been. You know, we always say we kind of got jipped off during those Luke years because they never did anything, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And so I thought it would be fitting for him to give us, after all this time, just to give us a glimpse of what we've missed. You know what I mean? Yeah. In all those years leading up to this, um bringing the heat you know you know what i mean and it just never never did so i mean i think that's where the you know for me the gigantic disappointment came in i I still say like if if i was in, in in charge of lucasfilm the thing I would certainly want to do is fill in the 30 years between episodes six and seven. And I would do it with an animated show. Yeah. Like, cause I mean, I mean, let's be fast. We want to know what ha- happens to Han, Leia and Luke. Right. You know, and I, I think like, I still say a great way to do that would be as an animated series the, where you have, you know, the great Dave Filoni, you know, leading that charge and right. putting together a show that stylistic, like, 
I, I think you know the the Bad Batch and the Clone Wars like they, stylistically they look the same uh, for for a good reason. Mm. But also like you know Star Wars Rebels had a great stylistic look. Mm. Um, you know Filoni knows what he's doing. And I I think they could create something between those two styles that he did with those two different shows and really make it work stylistically and like really look nice and give us those years. Like I want to, I want to know what happened then. Right. Like as weird as that is to say, like there's 30 years of history. I need to, I need to have filled in somehow. Right. You know, it's a big missing piece, right? Yeah. Because it wasn't just like well, when Luke went off and 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 you know did his thing, I, I think there's more to that. You know, right. I'm sure there are adventures. Like, when does Luke transition from the black suit to the traditional Jedi robe? Right. You know, that's kind of an important thing to tell me, in my opinion. Right. Because the last time I saw Luke Skywalker, you know, he was back in black. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, he was kind of he was kind of like uh, I always felt that he was always just just by his look almost on the fence. Yeah, and I mean, and, that's, I mean? and Luke. I mean, don't get me wrong. In Return of the Jedi, Luke Luke is wearing that get up for a reason. You know, that the, there is a theme taking place there about the turning of, of Anakin Skywalker and the Emperor feeling. You know turning Luke Skywalker. And I mean, and that's shadowed in the clone wars where, you know, Anakin's, you know, from two to three is his, his clothes get darker, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and so like in, in return of the Jedi, yes. I mean, it's, he's clearly wearing that as a, you know, when, when he cuts off Vader's hand and he looks at his own gloved hand, you know, and he's like, oh, fuck, I'm wearing all black. Just like dad. You know, I mean, I get that, mm-hmm. but still, it's a bad motherfucking look. <laughs> I mean, Luke looked good, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and like, and in and in the fucking Mandalorian when he shows up, I mean, like with that cape flowing behind him and everything, I'm like, oh shit, he's so badass. Yeah, it's on. Yeah, you know. So yeah. it is that, that I mean, thing. That there God, is something it's... to it, you know. Yeah. But like even like in the books though, like in the in the I, I get it like they're they're no longer canon, but in the all the books like that's what the Jedi wore were the were the was the black, yeah, you know they didn't go to the Obi Wan Kenobi robes, you know we didn't know that that's what the Jedi wore until you, you saw the Phantom Menace, so the yeah. assumption in all those books was with, that the Jedi that Luke would have trained would have all been wearing. The black suits, you know, which yeah. is like a badass thing to think about. Yeah, yeah. So, like, when does Luke discover, like, oh shit, I, uh, I'm dressed all wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that is as odd as that sounds. Now, people were like probably rolling their eyes at this, but that's interesting to me. Yeah. No, it is. I, I just. Yeah, the Jedi with a different look. Yeah. Yeah. More of a... I don't know. And like yeah. how much of the... 
how much of the Jedi code does he pick up on? Because again, like, you know, in the books, he's like, yeah, we can fucking get married. <laughs> yeah. You know, he like, like all the Jedi stuff like is like very different in like those legacy books because he's just like, yeah, why not? You know. Yeah. Where with the Jedi, it's like, yeah, we 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 can have sex, but you know, don't reproduce, don't get any attachments. Right. Yeah. You know, so it's like very weird. I didn't like Jedi, but I did like the Luke sings in Jedi. Yeah. I mean, there was some good. There was some overall good stuff, but. I still consider Jedi mostly garbage. <laughs> I do. A lot of it. Well, the only thing is gar- like no, like, to me, like the only thing that's trash is the Ewoks. Well, Endor was a long part of that movie. It is, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm I'm agreeing with you, but like, <laughs> I mean, the stuff with Jabba is great. Yeah. No, I, I agree. When they get to Endor and you have the, the speeder bike sequence, that's fucking awesome. Luke again. Yeah, but Leia too. But yeah. then, you know, when fucking uh, Wicket shows up. Yeah, Chief Chirpa starts leading the Chief. leading the charge. Yeah, yeah, Chief Chirpa. That's what his name was. I know it was. I know that, but it's just like, <laughs> still cracks me up because you throw that fucking word, like fucking Chief Chirpa. I call people we, Chief Chirpa at work. I, I know you I, You call people you disagree with, Chief. Like, fucking Chief Chirpa comes in here and tell me what to do. I'm like, uh-uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm just laughing at you. But, like, <laughs> right, like, Chief Chirpa shows up, and you're just like, wow. This took a turn for the worst. Yeah, let's let's crush an AT with uh, fucking two timber logs. Yeah. That look worse than anything I've seen since Clash of the Titans. I mean, it was just, it was bad. I mean, attacking, attacking with rocks from hang gliders, which physics didn't even make sense. I mean, it just, none of it made sense. Yeah. I I just, and I, I've been over and over again. I mean, it just didn't make sense. But the scenes with Luke were good. Yeah. The talk, the talk with Leia, the speeder bike moment. The opening of the movie, the ending of the movie, anything yeah. with Luke Skywalker in it was pretty damn good. Yeah. The walk with Vader. Yeah. I mean, everything that that I mean, literally Hamill saved the fucking movie. I mean, I you know what I mean? Like if it wasn't for Hamill's parts, you don't even have one because yeah. nothing's held up. Even even the classic I love you moment with, you know. That didn't even hold. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was Hamill that you just paid most attention to. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, Aside yeah. from Lando and Han blind on the skiff, which was funny. But, uh, I mean, everything held up. I mean, it, it, well, no, because I mean, even like, like, I mean, you, you've got like the, the, the fucking fight above Endor. Which was amazing. Yeah, 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 you're right. The any the things, yeah, that was good. I, yeah. I'll admit that. I mean that that space battle is still to me one of the best space battles ever. 
Yeah, I yeah, I had forgotten. But yeah, yeah, that that. But I mean, like, I mean, like the way I look, I mean, it's just any anywhere an Ewok is involved is bad. Yeah. Like in my, for my for my money, like you know, like even that scene where like the the Ewok is shot dead and the other Ewoks like crying over, like I kind of laugh at that. Like, like <laughs> that's what you get, motherfuckers. You know. But I'm like, yeah, I can see your fucking face. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I don't care. I mean, like, it, yeah. Even the makeup was bad. You know what I mean? I mean, and God bless it, fucking Lucas deserved it. I mean, you know, you put 200 midgets in a fucking hot box. What do you think's going to fucking happen? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> I mean, it is what it is, right? Yeah. Here, let's go to a place that's like Brazil. We'll get all these midgets, pay them 50 bucks a day, and we're going to put them in fursuits and let them run around. That's like fucking... That's crazy shit. Well, I mean, you know. And people thought Kenny Baker was bad. (laughs) No, no. Kenny Baker... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you. Kenny Baker had it made in the shade, boy. That that should be like boss. Under the <laughs> rainbow too. Yeah. <laughs> We're all gonna film for Lucas. <laughs> I'd pay good money to see that movie. Under the Slash. Rainbow 2. The plane rocks side to side. Yeah. They land. And, and, they, and one of them go. So you're saying you want me to do this and get in this and run around <laughs> in 120 degree weather. Uh, Talk about some swamp ass. <laughs> on in that fucking jungle. Uh, <laughs> Oh, that would be amazing. That original Ewok that died just fainted. They just had to put it into the movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the Ewok death scenes all over weren't them dying. It was just them yeah. fainting from uh, heat exhaustion. <laughs> They're dropping like flies. <laughs> Lucas, just get on film. Just get on film. Come on, film. We'll, 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 we'll put it in. Billy <laughs> oh, Barty filing a protest. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Man. Crazy. Crazy. Anyway. Oh, well. <laughs> Let's go ahead and uh, dip our Tony old mailbag. Mailbag. And as always, we have an email from our good friend, Superfan Thad. Thad already said, Hello, my two favorite hosts who dress up as flags and salute each other naked. Nice. Yuck. 
Sean, I love how you said to Ian, you can't wait to give it to him. Will you t- hog tie Ian like you did me when you gave it to me? Well, no, no. And I've never hog tied you and given you anything for the record. No. That you know of. <laughs> Fuck you, hefty lefty, for winning the PGA championship over the weekend. <laughs> I can't stand Phil Mickelson. Punks Tommy Phil and Phil McCracken. Well, I mean, I'm, you know, to each their own, I guess. I guess. Like, I, I don't know what you don't like about Phil Mickelson. I mean, he seems <laughs> like a dick of a human being, but so what? Plays golf well. Yeah. He's 50. The dude's 50 and he won a major championship. (laughs) I am with Ian. Cheesecake factories, meh. Cheesecake, (laughs) yes. Regular food, meh. But fuck you, Ian. No promanis. Yeah. Well, nah. I, I, Ian, Ian has, over the years on this podcast, has, has pretty much made it clear he's not a fan of the Permani sandwich. Ne- neither am I, in all honesty. And I've said that over and over. Yeah, you, you've made it quite clear. Like, I get it. It's like, it's a Pittsburgh tradition. But at the same time, you know, it's just a meh. I mean... I don't know. I, I I think I think that I think honestly believe that would be better if they fried like if they toasted the bread. I think that's part of my problem. It's like it's like you know you're just getting like two pieces of Italian bread. And you know my opinion, I just think it's a fucking all it is to me is it just I don't know. It's it's just a fucking sandwich. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I mean, I get it. like it's tr- it's traditional though. Like I mean, it's uh, the whole thing. I mean, you know, I mean, we both understand the history of it and why it was done the way it was done. Yeah. But at the same time, like I just I think it's an overrated. Like, I anybody agree. Who said, like anybody who says that's their favorite sandwich, I'm kind of looking. I'm going, oh, oh okay. <laughs> you know. It's funny. I don't know. I don't understand the whole. It's my favorite sandwich deal. Yeah. I don't. I just. I don't. I just don't see it. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. But it's not God's gift to sandwiches. No, not even close. No. Nowhere near. No. But again, I, 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 I get the whole thing of, you know, why it's a Pittsburgh tradition. Yeah. No, I understand the history behind it, but. Right. But yeah. beyond that. It's, it's like good somebody, it, yeah, you're right. But if, if somebody came to me from out of town and said, uh, you know, should I try a Permani sandwich? I'm going to say, yeah. Yeah. Just because it's Pittsburgh tradition. Right. You know, I'm also going to tell me you need to eat that with an Iron City beer. Right. <laughs> you know, yes. so you get the full effect. Right. But, you know. If somebody came to me and said, you know, 
well, I, you know, where else is there to eat in this town? Well, there's a lot of better places to eat. Yeah, like Big Rig's Barbecue. Like Big Rig's Barbecue. A Pittsburgh original. <laughs> right. Uh, Thad continues. I am with Sean. I don't need 30 minutes to tug one off at work. I wow. just need three. Okay, there you go. I'm not going to get into what he discusses after that because no one wants to hear that. <laughs> Have you ever put a banana in the coal chute? <laughs> no. That's, yeah, don't even. Well, the pen sucked the big one again. Yeah, they did. Oh, you ain't kidding. You you were spared that, weren't you? What do you mean? Like, you didn't get to watch any of those games? No. I watched. They were on NBC. They were on NBC? Okay. Yeah, I watched. You mean because of my night shift? Well, between night shift and also, like, I didn't know if you were able to watch them because of... Uh, streaming? Yeah, streaming, yeah. Yeah, they had them on. Um... Yeah, it was a joke. I mean, I know people s- said how good Malkin played. But he looked like a one-legged horse at times. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, um, surprisingly, I thought Latang had a great series. Yeah. Um, and Sid was doing his best. But... I mean, second to last game, you just can't throw the puck down the middle of the ice. I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to be an armchair ref, I mean, a coach here, but that's 101. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, it's 101. You don't, I mean, you just, you just don't throw the puck down the center of the ice. From, from everything I saw, and I didn't get to watch all the games because I was working. Oh. But from everything I saw, and everything I read, you could almost blame this entire series on one man. That was Tristan Jari, the goalie. Yeah, I mean, you can. You you can. Um, I thought the players played pretty good. I mean, they were getting shots on. But, you know, it's playoff hockey, and you got to stop some goals. I mean, yeah. sorry. I mean, you got to stand up and stop some goals, and and that's that's what you do in the playoffs, and that's when you make big saves, and that's how you move on. Yeah. Um, but just taking from the last game period, you know, I was, I was texting Jared during the game, and it's it's when they scored those three goals, like within two minutes. Yeah. Or three minutes there. <clears throat> and I texted Jared, I was like, "It's over," and he yeah. was like, "What are you talking about? It's too early." I was like. It's over. I mean, you can't you can't come back against this team like this. They 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 shut down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're known for. I mean, they're lucky they even got that many goals in those couple games that they did against this team. You, you don't go out with a shootout with this team. I mean, right. Those games are going to be like two one one two one zero. That's the type of you know hockey that they're playing. Um. But wholly disappointing. So, I can guarantee you, 
Uh, I can guarantee you Malkin will be gone next year. Um, maybe not Latang. Because Latang was playing like he was fighting for his job. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. And um, but I can I can you have to see that Malkin's gonna go. And Jari, I don't know. But look who's up in the booth. Yeah. I mean, Hextall's up there. Yeah. So what do you think he's gonna have to say about all this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Is he gonna work with him or is he gonna bury him? Yeah. I, I don't I don't it becomes this interesting thing of like we watch the Penguins all regular season and they're flying up and down the ice and they're scoring goals and it's like they're built for regular season hockey. And that was my next point. Well, for uh, always on your line, but they don't have any bruisers. No, not a one. No. And and that's part of the problem. I mean, even their fourth line is a finesse line. Yeah, there's just no bruisers. Yeah, and you, I'm not talking about straight out goons. Right. I, but you, you have to have a guy. Right. You have to you have, have, have a cook. Right. You have to be able to put a line out there to punish for a little bit. Right. Without being goons. Yeah. You, know what I mean? you need a bigger, <laughs> bigger guys out there that are going to put you down when you need to be put down. Like the, the guy I would say, and I, I know I'll get by Penguins fans, at least, by any NHL fans probably, like you need a Tom Wilson. Yeah. Like I don't want Tom Wilson because, I mean, I think he goes over the line. Yeah. But you need a guy who can do that, who, who can punish you for hitting Sidney Crosby. Right, and just not only that, but just there needs to be sort of like, and it doesn't have to be like a lot of guys. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But there has to be some guys out there that it's going to be like, and right now, believe it or not, (laughs) and it sounds weird, it's Malkin. Yeah. But Malkin's always been that kind of guy. Malkin doesn't take shit from anybody. Right. He he doesn't. He's hot-headed. I mean, and he's a big dude. But um, you, you you need the proverbial mucker and grinder. Yeah. And the Penguins don't have those guys. You mean hard hitting on the boards? Yeah. Um, and the, the peng and the Penguins like they're fun to watch in the regular season. Right. They're they're so but when you get to the playoffs and that intensity gets ratcheted up, like all of a sudden like that that style of hockey just no longer works. Right. And it's like, I don't understand why, because I'm not a hockey player. But for whatever reason, like once you get to the reg, once you get to the playoffs, like that's just no matter. I mean, they own the Islanders in the regular season. Yeah. You know, they own this team. But yet when you get to the playoffs, something changes. And that style of hockey just for some reason no longer fucking works. I don't know why that is, because in any other sport. You, you don't change for the playoffs. Right, right. Like, the Kansas City Chiefs are fun to watch in the regular season, but guess what? They're fun to watch in the playoffs, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for some reason in hockey, like, it's just, like, things change. And, like, no matter how talented you are, 
that style of hockey, that 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 free flowing, high paced style of hockey, no longer works. And the Penguins have to understand that and not play for regular season greatness. They have to start playing for, you know, postseason greatness. Yeah. Because in all honesty, I mean, like, three cups for that core of Latang, Malkin, and, and Crosby. That's great. They should have had two more. At least. With that level of talent. And you throw in Marc-Andre Fleury during oh my God. the bulk of that. Yeah. You know, there's no reason why that, 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 that core group shouldn't have won more cups. Right. It's simple. And- I'm not saying that Mark Andre Fleury. <laughs> I mean, Fleury let some dumbass shit go by. And he did. I, I am. I'll, I'll be the first person to tell you. I mean, I've seen goals scored on Mark Andre Fleury that were like, man, I can't even believe that went in. Right. But the next play, I'm saying, man. I can't even believe he stacked the pads or <laughs> yeah. did split and made that fucking save that is highlight real material. Right. I'm just not getting that from this kid. I mean, no. how many times can you possibly fucking score above the glove hand? I mean, yeah. seriously. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have to correct your game at some point. You know they're going to go for it. And yeah. they're still scoring there. I mean, you know what I mean? But like I said, Flurry Flurry was good, man. I mean, it's funny, like like when they let him go in that expansion draft, yeah. we were all like, you know, we hate to see you go, but you know, it's time for you to leave. Right. And now now we're like we've made a terrible mistake. Oh. Yeah. Because, I mean, you had Matt Murray. You thought Matt Murray was the future. Right. But and all of a sudden, he forgot to play how forgot how to play goaltender. Yeah, but you put all your money on red. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's what was going on. I mean, at the time, nobody, nobody thought getting rid of Flurry was a bad idea. Right. You know, and it's like, you know, you know, looking back at it, like, we were, everybody was wrong. <laughs> you know? Right, right, right. It's yeah. like, it's so... So weird that way. Yeah. I agree. But I thought, you know, everybody thought that Matt Murray was going to be much better than what he was. We thought he was the next guy for the next 10 years. Yeah. But they also thought that Jari was too. Yeah. So, I mean, like, they had high hopes on Jari. But, I mean, like, okay, but in defense of Jari, this was his first postseason. It was the first time he's faced postseason pressure. So, it's like... Do you get better? Do you, do you learn from this, or do you become that goalie that can't perform in the playoffs? Right. But I mean, overall, this is the third year in a row you've, you've gone out in the first round. Second year, second second time in three years you've gone out in the first round to the Highlanders. Right. Something has to change. <clears throat> yeah, I know. They just got scraped by the Bruins five two. Yeah. <laughs> Because what I heard was like, well, you know, the Islanders, they can make a run with a hot goalie. They didn't have a hot goalie. Right. They just had a better goalie than we did. Right. 
Nick, he wasn't right. hot. He was giving up three goals a game. Yeah. It wasn't like there was a shutout going on here. Yeah. Other than what what was it? Game Game three? No, game four. Game four is the one that they lost three to one. Like, yeah. That's the only bad offensive game the Penguins had. Otherwise, they were scoring three goals a game. Right. They were just giving up five. That was the problem. Yeah. They were scoring the goals against the Islanders to beat the Islanders. Yeah. Normally. Yeah. But giving up those goals was... Yeah. You know what I mean? When you, when you have a human sieve as goaltender, you know, who's just going right. to let everything by him. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So that's uh finish up with Thad's email here. Um it's time for America's new, new, new favorite segment. No. Um what is Tim's wiener up to? This week Tim sent me a picture of his wiener. You will never guess what he did. Hmm. This week, Tim took his wiener out to the naval base. Tim's wiener stood at attention and saluted all the seamen that were there. <laughs> Tim's wiener was a good little boy. Tune in next week to see what Tim's wiener is up to. Nice. All right, so that's it for Super Fan Fab. Speaking of stupidity, did you happen to see, what was it, Wednesday? The dumbest play in baseball history made by the Pirates. No. Two outs. Okay. Guy hits the ball to the shortstop. The shortstop throws the ball to the first baseman. Okay. The guy running, the the hitter running the first base, stops and starts running back to home. The first baseman does not put his foot on the bag. He chases down the runner. <laughs> okay. Now the runner gets back to, to home. They, the first baseman throws the ball to the catcher because the guy who was on second is rounded third and is heading for home slides in safe at home. The catcher now realizing the guy who was supposed to be going to first base is still not out tries to throw the ball to somebody at first base. There's nobody there. Oh, my God. This guy gets to second base. <laughs> the guy who should have been out of all you fucking did was tap your foot on the bag after you caught the damn ball. Tricks the Pirates into a rundown between first and home, which has never happened before. Right, right. Gets a, gets a run in and ends up safe at second. <laughs> the dumbest fucking play I've ever seen in my life. And people wonder why I don't want to spend money on Pirates tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is, this is why. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> I would have gone if if I had been if, if that game had been in Pittsburgh. Thank God it was in Chicago. But if that game had been in Pittsburgh and I had been in attendance at that point, I would have gotten up and walked out. Yeah. And I may have asked for my money back. <laughs> I came to see a major league baseball team, and clearly, clearly, 
this, this, these are some scrubs you picked up off the street. <laughs> right. Sad. So fucking sad. Right, right. So. Anything else you'd like to add to the proceedings there, sir? No, man, I'm good. All right, well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Hey. Uh, you can send us an email like Thad does every fucking week. An email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd, and uh, you can find it. are very easy to find. And uh, also, we are a member of a number of podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Pod Breed Network. Uh, just give them a Google search, and you'll find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And so on that note, Ahsoka jumps back up on the table. The dreamer has awakened. Peace. Peace.